Are you a parent in business that wants to learn digital marketing the right way? So you've got an amazing business and you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want everyone to know about it and you want to generate consistent revenue. You love the idea of your business working for you whilst you are busy making memories with your family. The one thing stopping you is digital marketing. From SEO to blogging, from creating your own digital courses to creating podcasts that parents will love. My Bumped Baby has the solution. We have launched our Digital Marketing Academy and it is designed for parent-focused business owners to grow and scale their business with ease. Our academy can be accessed from anywhere on any device, which means as a busy parent in business, you can learn on the go with our bite-sized straight-to-the-point videos. Join us today by visiting the link below and have seven-day free trial on us to see if the area is right for you. Click the link under this podcast to start benefiting today and access our training right away. We look forward to seeing you in there and teaching you everything you need to know about digital marketing for parent-focused businesses. We are Google's number one baby and toddler directory. We cover everything from pregnancy to preschool and we are home to over 8,000 business listings. Join over 160,000 parents using our website each month And you can find your local groups, classes, services and support in your local area. Hello and welcome to my Bump to Baby Expert podcast, where we bring experts from all over the UK to answer your questions on everything pregnancy to preschool. Today I am delighted to be joined by Meta Jensen and we're going to be talking all about junior cash ices. Meta is a senior financial advisor at Four Wealth Management in Clifton and we will be covering everything you need to know about junior cash ices and more. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Bumped Babies Expert Podcast. Today, I am really excited to be talking about children's ices. And today, I am joined by Senior Financial Advisor, Meta Jensen from Four Wealth Management. Hi, Meta. How are you? Hello, Carla. Hi. Nice to hear you and see you and to be here. Thank you for having me on today. No, it's lovely to speak to you. And and I'm really looking forward to this as a parent myself, because sometimes we can think, oh, saving for our children. Like you think, you know, all you've got is what you see in terms of like instant access accounts. But there's so much more benefits um you know and tax-free saving options isn't there exactly right Carla yeah there's there's lots of good options and they all come with um yeah 
there's pluses and minuses on lots of them, but there's lots of options available if you do want to make savings provisions for your little ones or even for grandchildren as well, or even friends, you know, godchildren as well. I mean, there's lots of lots of these options we're going to talk about today are can be useful for either or, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So should we start by you introducing yourself, if that's okay, Meta? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Meta Jensen. I'm I'm Danish, that's why it's such an odd name, but I'm lovely. Here. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Been here for a long time. So I'm a senior financial advisor. We're also known as financial planners. And my job really is to is to help people, um, I, I always say, make conscious financial decisions. So instead of just bumbling along and thinking it's probably going to be okay, it's really to, you know, understand what they're doing and and why they do things. So if they are going to start up something for a child, it's like, what is the purpose of it? Why they're doing it? Does it fit in with their overall budgeting as adults? Because obviously they've got to look after themselves first. Um, and also, you know, uh, yeah, just basically have a, an overall view of things and be a an independent sounding board for people when it comes to money, because we are, we tend to have that as our last big taboo. We'll talk about, you know, religion and and sex more freely than we'll talk about what we're earning or what what's in our bank account and how we're investing our money. So it's very important to have somebody like me uh, in your life. If if, if you're so inclined, uh, you don't have to have a lot of money to have a financial advisor, but you do need to, you know, just be willing to open up and share information so that, you know, I can, it's a bit, I guess it's a bit like being a doctor, you know, kind of take some blood tests as it were to use that analogy and then uh, make some recommendations and, and then work with people over the long term to make sure they realise their their financial goals. Definitely. It's definitely worth worth all that because I think as a parent, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And you just, yep. I mean, definitely for me, parenting is an ongoing daily battle. So to actually have <laughs> someone that actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to making your money work as hard as possible for you, that's really, really important, especially with the cost of living and everything going up. It's just yep. making sure that your money's in the right place. And, and that's exactly. what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to we're going to be talking about junior ISA today. So first of all, can I just ask you, what actually is a junior ISA? So a junior ISA is basically, it's, it's also known as a JISA. It's a junior individual savings account. Uh, so adults have one just called an ISA, but there is a junior version of it as well. And it's basically a long-term savings account that can be opened from a child, for a child rather, for any time, uh, from birth onwards until he or she turns 18. So it's a junior version of what we all know as the adult ISA. It has an annual allowance, an annual limit. The benefit of an ISA, whether it's for an adult or for a child, is that any growth on the money uh, is tax-free. So having a cash ISA is not always brilliant. At the moment, not too bad because interest rates are high, but they have been really poor, and very low for a long time. So the idea really is that with a JISA and any money or in an ISA, or in this case, a JISA, the money is put to work, a bit like putting it in the gym. You want to have it building weights. It's invested, it's growing, and any of that growth is tax-free. Whenever you take the money out, there's no tax implication, and that's why those allowances are so valuable. Definitely, yeah, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, where you can save on tax, why not? Especially when it comes to your savings. Exactly. And some some of your listeners, Carla, may have heard or may know of or have uh, child trust funds. I don't know if you want me just to mention yes, that as well. Please. Because they're important as well. So they, they are they were um, a long-term, again, same idea as the JISA, but they were done in before. So that was for children born between the 1st of September 2002 and the 2nd of January 2011. 
and uh, that was sort of an idea they had in that period and any children born in that time got a child trust fund and they do still exist some people will still have them and they're now closed you can't get one anymore but they automatically again become an ISA they they get cashed in at the age of 18 when the child turns 18 and then they have to uh, they mature effectively and the same as a JISA the, the thing with a JISA is any child can have it but they mature at age at age 18 and at that point the child gains control of the money and that's where it can become a bit tricky for some parents because we all I know what I was like at 18 and I wouldn't have given myself a large amount of money because I know <laughs> I wouldn't have been responsible with it so again that is the one if you will downside with the JISA if you are saving lots of money for a child and then they suddenly get it at 18 it's very important that there is a level of education to with that child in their teenage years so they understand what the money's for and how it you know the idea you know the idea of how they might spend that money so it's not just wasted on a sort of a holiday to thailand as it were because most people wouldn't want that <laughs> no exactly exactly yeah. and yeah and at 18 i mean thinking back all those years ago um yeah. 18 you know i know i was wanting to be out every weekend with my friends and if i didn't have yeah. the money and then you had that in there you know exactly Exactly. I, I think you're right in what you say when you say if you tell your child what it's for from, you know, early on, they know what that's for in the future. And hopefully, you know, that that carries on being for that. And, and then yeah. they can look after the money, invest it in their own way if they're not quite ready to to buy that property or buy a car or, or whatever that's yeah. for. A lot of a lot of my clients have have uh, have these choices for university fees because that's such a big cost oh. now, isn't it? So, yes. um, they, so it means that there is a fund for university fees, and I often end up, you know, talking to these teenagers uh, as they approach this age eighteen, and and really, so that they have a, an understanding from somebody who isn't mum or dad, you know, why the money is there and how it needs to kept at work uh, so it's growing so that they have ability to use the money for university fees that they need it and if they then don't need to use all of it there might be some left over they can then use for for example towards a house deposit if it, depending on how much it's obviously in the fund but the whole point with these that is so brilliant is that if you are a parent with a child born now or a few years old or a grandparent to a young baby you can start investing this money and by the time they're 18, because the money's got a long time to grow and if it's invested and growing, um, these funds can be quite considerable by the time the kids are 18. And it can often uh, be enough in there, it, you know, even with relatively modest savings through the years, as long as it's consistent or whatever, they can end up with, you know, I, I certainly know of kids that have got sort of 40, 50, 60,000 in there. And of course, that's plenty of money to do university fees especially if they go and get a job you know and they often do uni get help through uni and then also still have some at the other end which is really a fantastic gift to give to a child and uh, you know and, and it's tax-free which is the brilliant thing wow yes so so what age can we start investing into a, a junior ISA for our children birth literally day oh, the wow. next day absolutely from birth um, if you are doing it on behalf of your own child, obviously you will be you'll be signing paperwork. If you're a grandparent, the, the, the parent or guardian will still have to sign the, the original paperwork and and so effectively give permission for it. But it, it is in the name of the child. 
The parent can't just withdraw it and spend the money. But once it's set up, the grandparents can contribute. Anybody can contribute to anybody's ISA as long as it's not more than the allowance per annum. So you could have several ISAs running or JISAs running with the parents contributing to one, each set of grandparents contributing to others or all three contributing to the same account. And the allowance at the moment is £9,000 a year for the tax year in total. So you don't want three accounts with 9,000 going into each, but you want, if there's three accounts, you would have three up to 3,000 each perhaps, or if it's just one up to 9,000 a year. You can't carry it forward from year to year, Carla. So if you don't use that allowance this year, you can't go back and say next year, go, oh, well, I didn't use it last year. I'll put 18,000 in this year. You can't do that. You either lose it or use, use it or lose it, as we say. But 9,000 pounds a year. And then there's a real a quirk, sort of quirk in the system, which is that from age 16, a child can actually also have a, 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 a an adult ISA. They can't access the money, but for this in their 16th and 17th year, they can actually also put 20000 into a cash ISA for those two years. So in theory, in six, from age 16 and 17, you could put a total of £58,000 into ISA or JISA for, for the teenagers. Now, that's obviously a lot of money, much more than most people would do or have, but you can do it. So where they are, like, for example, grandparents or parents who suddenly inherit money and they want to help the kids – this is a fantastic way to help the future generation, really, um, by putting it into this tax-free environment. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's it's really, really, really clever. It's really good, yeah. It's it really is, good. and when you said 58,000, that's obviously not including the growth that it will have at the no. same time. So. No, absolutely. So so the point really is that JISA is uh, – ISAs, ISAs for adults, JISAs for, for children is a really, really good way to save, particularly if it's for a specific purpose like university fees or a house deposit. Where there's a real purpose, it's also much easier to explain to them. It's not there for a gap year. It's not there for them to party with. Uh, it is there for to help them through uni if they go to uni or help them through higher education or maybe through a, an apprenticeship period. Or if they're not studying, uh, you know, perhaps they're going into – uh, an education, uh, you know, like a, a vocation like nursing that perhaps doesn't pay so much while they're learning and studying. Again, it can help bridge the gap between, you know, low income and and a, a slightly more comfortable lifestyle or help pay towards the rent or something. So it's really good. And as a parent, if you're investing really early, you don't have to do as much as you're suddenly, you know, suddenly standing there with a teenager with a handout going, mum and dad, please, can you help me? And those sums can be really big. Whereas if you've been saving and you've encouraged your parents and grandparents to be, you know, instead of just bunging them a hundred quid here and there, actually putting that into, or even if they just take half of it and put it into savings, it suddenly grows up and those those amounts are just there and it takes the stress off the parent as well at that point when they may not have a lot of money to help the kids. Mm, that's brilliant yep. that's yep. really good so how many ISAs can a child have in any one tax year is it one ISA or could they have multiple no, you can have multiple oh, as yeah. long as long as no more than the nine thousand is invested between over across all the accounts yeah. at one time but what I would really say is that to your listeners is that uh, the best thing is to have one and to make as as regular you know keep 
throwing money in there and to have it as a what we call a stocks and shares ISA. So the money is invested. Don't have it sitting in a cash ISA. Um, you know, mm. you want the money invested so it's growing. As I say, it's in the gym, it's working out, it's pumping iron and it's growing and getting strong because the whole point with these is that not only you're saving, but the the, the, the growth on it is tax free. Um, yeah, so you've got lots and lots of lovely growth on there. And it's a long term plan, really, for your children. Exactly, isn't exactly it? right. Yeah, exactly um, right. Exactly right. It's a long term. With everything going up at the moment as well, unless you're earning a certain percent, you know, inflation can be running higher. Yeah. Um, than what you're getting back if it's in a cash ISA. So, you know, it is definitely worth looking at, at this. A hundred percent. It's really, really, really good. But the key here is to be uh, educating them, the kids, um, mm. to tell them about it when they're at an age that you think they can they can cope with the information, but make clear that they understand that this is, not, you know, what the purpose is, why you've set it up, what it's there for, um, so that when they do get control of it, the money is is not kind of just frittered away or wasted, as I say, um, which is 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 the most important thing. Um, mm. But if it's handled responsibly by the family and that the child is educated about money, then it's a brilliant way for parents and grandparents or friends or godparents to be helping the uh, the youngsters. Uh, That's great. Yeah, yeah. so that, they're really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, with the um, ISA, grandparents can open it on the child's behalf. The parents would just need to sign on behalf of the child. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. yeah the parent. Yeah. The grandparents can would would, uh, would say, "I want to set one up," and then you know, if it was certainly done for us, you know, you we we prepare the paperwork, and the parents would have to sign and agree to it, and they would generally get a lot of the correspondence, but it's in the child's name grandparents would just get you know could set up a direct debit or just put money in as and when they they want to or can afford to and the only person who can access it will be the child at the age of 18 or later so what um, what's the minimum amount that you can start one of these with it depends where you go um and who you go to in, in our case you're probably looking at you'd either want to be do a, a sort of a regular amount of a few hundred pounds a month or mm -hmm. maybe a few thousand to start with you, you know it's not Jaisas are not the kind of thing you throw ten pounds in. You 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 you're better off doing lump sum of like five hundred or a thousand pounds or bigger amounts or do a regular amount of two hundred pounds a month or one hundred and fifty or a hundred pounds a month or whatever. You can do less. You can and and frankly everything helps. But it's not one where you just want to go and put a tenner in once a year. That's you know you're really thinking slightly bigger amounts for this. Or and even better is the regular amounts. It's the very best. That's where you get the best growth, the best results is by putting in uh, money all the time. So if you can afford it. And you just go, I'm going to put £50 in a month every single month from they're born till they hit 18. And you will be amazed. Or some people take, you know, if they're getting a child benefit payments and they don't need it, put it into one of these uh, and just forget about it. And you will be amazed at how much, how big those funds will be and how much benefit that can help, you know, the, the youngster to start their life on, a, on an economically very sound footing it's it's extraordinary because as you rightly say they've got you know 18 if you start when they're really young you've got 18 years for the money to be growing for you to be saving and it for it to be added to and added to and you're getting this wonderful interest compounding on interest and it just grows uh, like magic over the time 
That's brilliant. Yeah. That's really good. So um, are junior ISIS subject to inheritance tax at all? What, what, what do you mean by that? Do you uh, who, if, uh, for the child, if, if you mean if the child dies? Sorry. Or... Well, we should. Um, if the parents passed away, it's always in the child's name. So yes, it wouldn't affect, affect no. it. No, it's it not in the no, it's not in the parents' estate. It's it belongs okay. to the child, and it, unless the child had very substantial assets and died, I guess in theory they, they could, but that would be very, very, very unusual. So. I think to all extents and purposes, the answer to your question is no, it does not. And for a grandparent, of course, if they are contributors, they have an inheritance tax liability and they're contributing into JISAs for their grandchild or grandchildren, it's a way for them to be getting money outside of their estate and passing money on to the next generation you know, in, a, in a good way. Um, so using what we call depending on the amount and regularity, what else they're doing, but it's called a potentially exempt transfer. Uh, but it is a way, again, a good way for the grandparents to be passing money on to the next generation and avoiding, uh, potentially avoiding inheritance tax being paid when they pass away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from that point of view, also, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. And what are the inheritance tax limits? Sorry to go off topic here. Just no, that's and... about, uh, in, well, it, uh, so each person, all of us have £325,000 mm. as a, what we call a nil rate band. And you also have, we also have something called a residence nil rate band of £175,000 each. Now that is the, the restrictions on the residence nil rate band. That is if you are passing on your main residence to a direct descendant. Now, a direct descendant is a child. It's a grandchild. Um, it could be an adopted child, but it is not a godchild or a niece or a nephew. So for those people who are not married, have never been married, don't have their own children, they don't actually get the residence nil rate band, unfortunately. That's not. That's a bit of a weird quirk in the law, um, which is unfortunate, but there you are. But for a married couple where they've got, say, two children and they, they're passing on their house to the kids, uh, they would get each get 325 plus the 175, that's 500, and mm. times two is a million. So right. the first million would generally be taxed, would be free from inheritance tax. The only, again, caveat is that if the overall estate estate is worth over two million pounds, that residence nil rate band starts tapering away. So that once the estate is worth over two point seven million, you don't get the residence nil rate band at all. Mm -hmm. So sorry, it's a long, complicated answer. Probably but another episode. That isn't it, it? is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, and I'm happy to come back and talk about that. But basically, the rule of thumb is for a married couple, it's up to a million pounds. There are some quirks on on around the house and how much the estate's worth. And for a single person, it's uh, three twenty five, and uh, or a single person, you know, divorcee with a child or children, it'll be half a million. That's roughly what it is. But then the tax rate once you're over those thresholds is forty percent, so very very high, mm -hmm. and that's why people. Uh, generally start taking quite a lot of steps to avoid that because they work very hard all their life paying tax. We all know how burdensome that is and mm. they don't want to also pay it when they pass away. They'd rather see the family benefit. And that's why, you know, we, we work very hard to to mitigate that tax. But there are lots of things you can do if that's a worry. Uh, there are lots and lots of things you can do to to mitigate that tax completely legally and legitimately uh, and without uh, pushing any uh, weird envelopes, all HMRC approved, totally legitimate. 
And that, again, as we said at the beginning, that's why uh, people like me have a job and are valuable to people and can add value is because there's a lot of things available to all of us within our normal allowances that we don't know about. And if you use them sensibly, you can pay a lot less tax than if you just bumble along and don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That does. And um, yeah, it makes sense with the junior riser. I think we've covered quite a bit there. But if someone isn't wanting to necessarily do do the junior riser, are there other ways to save towards your child's future? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best one of the best things, especially for grandparents, I love this one. You can start a pension for a child. I don't know if you know that. Wow. Uh, again, from birth. Now, anybody who doesn't work and doesn't have an income, i.e. a young child uh, or somebody at school, or maybe you have a, a child who has got learning difficulties and will never have a job or, or just isn't working, you can act, they can still have a pension. And they, they, you can put in, uh, it could also be a stay-at-home mum who's not earning any money she can still have an, uh, a pension and you can get into, put into up to £3,600 a year. Now, because we get this lovely tax relief in this country, it would only cost you £2,880. So a grandparent could put in and start a pension for a newly born grandchild today and put in up to £2,880 tomorrow. That is immediately given tax relief. So £3,600 is invested. You get free money from the government. And if you did that for the first 10 years of that child's life, and so you do it for 10 years and stop, that child will get a pension of over a million pounds by the time they retire. So, yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Well, the cost to a grandparent of effectively just under £30,000 over 10 years uh, they'll be long dead and gone by the time that grandchild retires. But what a legacy to leave them, Carlo. What a legacy to leave the, that child. And imagine now, I mean, I think of myself, or maybe if you think of your own self, if you knew at age 55-ish or whatever, 58, whatever the age is going to be then, you're going to get a million pounds. I mean, imagine the life choices that you'll make different. Oh, you know, you'd make a lot of different decisions, wouldn't you? Definitely. Uh, if you knew you had a million pounds coming, potentially free of tax. It, 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 it's, it's an unbelievable gift to give a, a child. So that's a way of gifting. And parents but, can do that, sorry, as well. Ab- absolutely, of course. Wow. And so, but you are gifting knowing that that money cannot be touched until they retire. So it's, it's for the, that one is for the long term. And you can do it as well as an as a JISA or an I was ISA. about to say yeah, that. If, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. And it's not that much money. And even if it, even if it was £1,000 a year, it still can, again, grow to immensely valuable amounts of money. But it, it is a, you know, for a grandparent who maybe has excess income because they're getting good pensions and want to help the next generation, that is a fantastic gift. And I, again, I've got clients that do that. And you know, we watch this money growing and, and the grandparent or even great grandparent might sit there and go, well, it, well they'll, they'll be long gone by the time this matures. But they know it can never be touched by anyone else. It can't be frittered away. It can't be used in something stupid. It will be received at a time when that person is mature, hopefully enough to do something sensible with the money. It's outside of that person's estate for inheritance tax, certainly by current rules. So, you know, it could benefit generations. It's a very, very clever thing to do. And I'd say that is, you know, one of the the best things if you have a bit of extra cash 
think about doing that as a child, a pension for a child or a grandchild? I think as well, especially if you're a grandparent and you know you're going to be leaving money to your grandchildren and your children, do you know, doing it this way, you know, is is wow, it would just be incredible. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. Yeah, it, it really is. So, uh, Meta, would you mind telling people how they can find you for more information and for more help on this subject? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so the best thing they can do really, I mean, is go to for Wealth Management. That's a for, the number four, F-O-U-R, management.co.uk. I'll drop that link underneath this podcast so people can just click that. They can have my direct details as well. But yeah, it's for Wealth for wealthmanagement.co.uk we can you can ping me an email there or uh, otherwise it will be uh, meta m e t e uh, full stop jensen j e n s e n at sjpp.co.uk i'll put all your links underneath including your social media as well oh um, lovely thank you yeah people yeah. can follow you that way but thank you meta it was yeah. brilliant no worries to you. i really really appreciate anytime time. anytime and any questions or anything just uh, don't hesitate to reach out lovely thank you thanks so much thank you thank you so much for listening to today's episode of my bump to babies expert podcast if you've got any questions you can find meta's details at the bottom of this podcast or if you want to connect with your local financial advisor in your local area you can visit our directory www.mybump2baby.com forward slash family protection legal my bump to baby is one of the uk's leading parenting platforms You can find local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes and lessons wherever you are in the UK. Not only that, but you can read our honest reviews on the latest products, days out and services that you as parents need to know about. We also work with trusted financial advisors, family law solicitors and now estate agents too. If you would like to find your nearest trusted expert, head over to www.mybump2baby.com. Wondering what's on in your local area? Come and join our weekly newsletter where we share the classes and groups that are on in your local area. From pregnancy to preschool, we have you covered. Click the link below this podcast to receive your newsletter each week, every Sunday, so you know what's on and you can plan your week ahead.